Bonjour, 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 and thanks for coming, Canada. My name's Seth. What's yours? Hello, it's Jamal. Hi, it's Stoney. Hello, everyone. This is Nicole, <laughs> and I am back. <laughs> Yay, we are back, back, back again to recap all of the latest happenings on the episode before the finale of Canada's Drag Race. Um, so yeah, we have Nicole back with us. If you guys have been following along with the season of Canada's Drag Race, you would have heard her in the Meet the Queens episode and then our draft episode. And I have to say that Nicole's draft picks were pretty spot on for the winners of this season. She got two out of three correct. Yes, Queen. She was not playing. We've got a real-life oracle on the show. Uh, <laughs> we do. Her picks. <laughs> we just like to talk about how we're oracles. Nicole is an oracle. <laughs> For oh, real. I am very proud. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we get into our honest tea spill of the week, we have a little bit of a discussion that we need to have on social media, Canada's Drag Race, and all you know, through all throughout all of the Drag Race Twitters, they released a statement basically saying that you know, talking about the bullying and uh, in in Canada or in in the Drag Race fandom, I should say. Um, so we kind of have a couple things to discuss about that. Um, so I guess. The obvious question, maybe the elephant in the room when this statement was released is, is this about Jeffrey or is this about um, people bullying the girls? So, of course, bullying the girls is not okay. Everyone has their favorite. It's fine to have your favorite. You don't have to tell the other ones you hate them. It's great. So moving on from that, we have to talk about the judges. So uh, other Drag Race queens on Twitter and other social medias like the Vixen, uh, Monique, uh, and Nino Bonina Brown. Those are just a few of the names that I've seen speak up about this statement. And they are basically saying that people are mad at Jeffrey Boyer Chapman because he's black and not because of what he's saying. So I guess we'll kind of start our discussion there. <laughs> do, do you guys have any opinions? I guess I'll start just as the um, resident black on this show. Um, <laughs> I am not reading this feedback. I have not been reading this feedback from the fans as racially charged because it's Jeffrey. Now, I'm not going to sit on here and say, like, these things don't happen because, I mean, Seth named off the Vixen, who's a perfect example, and I thought the Vixen caught a lot of heat when they were on the show because of how they said things, and we know if you go back to that season, I felt the way I did about that then, and we've talked about this type of scenario a number of times on the show. I think that this isn't Jeffrey isn't being treated the way he is because he's black. There might be some of that. And those people are just like, they're going to hate because they see like a mocha skin person on the screen. But for me as a viewer, and it's a very strong trend for this whole season and franchise with Drag Race, that the judging has just kind of been all over the place. It's been very scattered. It's been very bitchy, sideways. Um, we've got on Brooklyn's case, even Stacy's case, a little bit on this show. I can't speak for other podcasts. I don't know how they are 
delivering their feedback and critiques of the judging we've been seeing on the show. But I think that, you know, Jeffrey is just getting the feedback because his delivery isn't all there. Now, I'm not going to be stupid and say, oh, if he were white and said these things, um, he wouldn't be getting treated that way. Um, I'm sure it would still be there, but I don't know. I'm not reading it as such. Not as amplified as what you're saying if he was yeah, white. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me because I think, I don't know, with JBC, I actually really liked him before Canada's Drag Race. And I don't know if it's just like him and the judging panel or what, but he just was very off-putting, I felt like, this season. And I'm sure there's, I guess, fans out there that are definitely, you know, projecting hate towards JBC. And I'm sure there's probably racist hate because Mm -hmm. that's unfortunately the world that we live in. Um but for me personally, that's not why I was upset with JBC. It was all just because of the judging, right? And as somebody that was a fan of his before, it it just seems kind of, it was just been an odd season with the judging, I guess. But like, I don't know. I think that's just a problem with Twitter in general is that like, I don't under, I never understood why people feel the need to like actually tweet at the people like I watch reality TV all the time and I'm never like, you know, towards the villain, like tweeting at them, like telling them how much I hate them. Like, I don't know. It just never crosses my mind to like actually attack somebody on Twitter. It just does not make sense to me at all. Yeah. And there's a difference between giving people that feedback. And like Stoney just said, going for somebody's virtual jugular, like, Jeffrey's under fire because his judging has just been not so great. And that's how, as a Drag Race fan, I'm viewing the show. Now, Black Lives Matter is very real in these streets right now. Like, it's going to be for a while. We would be really, really, really dumb and vapid to not acknowledge that that was maybe a possibility. Maybe Jeffrey is getting all of the fire because he is the Black Queen on the show but watching it as a podcaster and as a viewer and as a fan also as another black person and we're not all living the same black experience i am not reading it that way i've talked about it on the show before people of color queer people we all live in this bubble where we kind of have to fight we're just used to fighting and going against the grain all the time it's very easy to slip into that mindset of, especially now, oh, this person is doing this because I'm black or they're treating this person that way because they're black. There are very clear cut examples of microaggressions and very like hostile aggressions where you can see that kind of treatment. And I don't think that this is one of those. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I felt definitely Jeffrey's judging has been questionable at times. Uh, I feel like we all think that. Uh, But I think it's insane that someone needs to like cancel their Twitter accounts or their social media accounts because of the hate that they get on social media for a TV show. Like, (laughs) honestly, spend your energy better. It's crazy. Um, And I, I I agree with Jamal. I, I, I don't read that as being racially charged, um, but I bet that he did receive some of that too, right? 
Right. So for sure. Yeah. yeah. People are like making, you know, uh, those changed those petitions or whatever for you to sign to have like him eliminated from the show so like that's also (laughs) going too far that kind of goes into like us saying like you don't have it's like you cannot like jeffrey and his like things um you can say things about him in your house to your friends um you can even say it (laughs) online but you don't have to add him like you don't have to direct it towards him um people online were saying like oh well he has no qualifications to be a judge on the show and then um, the Vixen specifically was saying, well, neither do RuPaul or Michelle. And so to me, that is a weird argument because Michelle like has kind of come up in the ball culture. Yes. So she sort of has her place in that manner. And we're, we're just as harsh to Michelle. You listen to the podcast. Right. <laughs> um, and then RuPaul is pretty much like the what I would maybe one of the most famous drag queens of all time like so to me to say oh well rupaul has no qualifications is a reach sis well it's her damn show like you can't (laughs) say like rupaul's not qualified to host her own show right and this is what i'm saying as well when i say we can't just default back to oh i'm being treated this way because i'm black and like i'm actually working on a vlog about this for my personal website but it's like sometimes it's hard because you do everything in your power to not go there I don't think that Jeffrey's being treated this way because he's black. We need to really learn to, and I know it's hard, it's easier said than done, but as a queer person of color, we have to really step back and look at case-by-case scenarios. And if I were on a set doing a shitty job, an inconsistent job, well, then I would receive those notes. I wouldn't run away saying, oh, it's because I'm fucking mocha-skinned and delete my Twitter. Like, say something about it. Make the points, and you Listeners, you know we've got on RuPaul about this as well. RuPaul deleted their Twitter. Whatever, girl. You can say something about it or you can't. Like, it's up to you and that's just fine. Totally. Yeah, I also... um, Oh, gosh, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, we're back. So, (laughs) basically, um, some of the queens also have been really critical of of the drag race, you know, for the statement that they put out because they only put this out about people on their payroll. They say this about when judges and staff are being harassed, but they don't say this about Queens when they're being harassed, like the Vixen or Fifi O'Hara. I mean, it's, it's wild to me. I mean, and also too, for example, even just recently we found out that Alona Verley said after the season or after the episode four aired, she attempted suicide so that's another crit- criticism and um and, and much love out to Alona Verley. You guys know that we like her on the show. Yes. We like yeah. them. Yes. And uh, my heart goes out to Alona because, I mean, we were just saying, don't go running and deleting your Twitter. But, I mean, people process stress differently. Jeffrey and RuPaul are these personalities that I feel would be able to stand up just like Alona and say, hey, this is what I'm experiencing um after this was my reaction i would love to hear some of that from jeffrey and alona you know my goodness i would hate to not have a chance selfishly to see alona when we're allowed to go see tours (laughs) and things like that again i'm getting my passport i will come to canada for a show (laughs) so yeah totally we really just have to be mindful of what we're saying 
to these people and the show as well, because yeah, the Queens aren't on the payroll, but they're out here on multiple tours, bringing awareness to your networks and the show itself, getting their tips, but you owe them some protection and safety that way, just like you do the judges or anybody else on the executive producing board. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be helpful if Drag Race like had a statement at the beginning, kind of like the Sherry Pie season 12 statement, like just to the fans, like don't send hate online, like um, because it's just gotten out of control. Like people are so crazy on Twitter. It's such a toxic dump of people. Um, (laughs) And I say that being one of those people, like not sending hate, but in the toxic dump. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's sad to me that people want to like send racist things or, you know, send hate to people. It's just like, enjoy your life. Like you don't have to like, just because you don't like something doesn't mean you need to like attack them personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's really, really sad how this is coming from a show that was meant to lift up the spirits of people that were historically part of a marginalized community. Like, Mm -hmm. and we're sending hate to these people just because we don't like what they say, or we don't like the way that they performed in a challenge or the way that, uh, that they looked like that's, that's wild to me. um, How a fandom can go so far especially in a show that is supposed to do the exact opposite. Um, Like, I'm so sorry that this happened to Alona. It's crazy to me. I'm so sorry. And I send send them all my love. Yeah, it it should not happen. Uh, and And it's okay to have your opinions about the show, the queens, the statements. You're totally valid in your opinions, but not everybody needs to know your opinion. So, and and if you do decide to share your opinion, you absolutely don't have to tag the the queen you're talking about (laughs) because, you know, if if they search their name and they find it, then I guess that's a different story, but you don't have to like send it into their inbox because they are people, they, they read it, they have feelings, (laughs) they bleed, you know, it's like, we're all humans. So, uh, just be a little bit more mindful you know, when you're sharing your opinions, it's it's much easier to share your opinions with your friends through a text. So let's try that. Yeah, have some tact class and don't be a <laughs> fucking spaz. Yeah, yeah, put that on a t-shirt, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so welcome back, Nicole. We just wanted to kind of catch up with you since, you know, the show started um, is there anything that you've been surprised by on the show, like maybe an elimination in a certain order or anything like that? Well, um, definitely a couple of things that I was surprised by was Tainomi <laughs> living so early. And I feel like everyone felt that way. Uh, yeah, I feel totally. like everyone was, was expecting her to cruise through the competition, be at the finale, uh, probably be our first Canada's drag race superstar like honestly um and and you know sometimes it's just a matter of saying like well you know that that probably just wasn't her um her environment like it it just wasn't for her and that doesn't make her a a non-valid drag queen I think she's still amazing um so but yeah that 
that was definitely surprising. I was awesomely surprised by Rita Bega. I did not know who she was. Um, did not know her. I did, didn't know anything about her. And to see the way that she performed throughout the competition, that was great. I I, uh, I love the way, <laughs> one of the things that I love about her is that when uh, in her confessionals, uh, she has this thing where uh, when she's being kind of shady, she brings like her shoulder to her chin. Like she does this <laughs> yes. like little twist. And I love that. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I live for those. Um and then this is like my little confession. Um, you you all know that I was a Priyanka fan. Um, but what happened was I was like, I looked at her Instagram before the show started and I saw that she was away for a month. So she was off mm-hmm. Instagram for a month. She didn't post anything. And in my mind, what I thought, oh, like a month is probably like, a few episodes like it's not the full season (laughs) so I thought damn like she's gonna go out soon like I'm gonna be so disappointed um and that is actually why in the meet the queens episode I was like oh I feel like she could be a miss congeniality and stuff like that because I did not (laughs) expect her to go this far only based on that like I 100% thought she had what it takes to make it to the finale but based on her instagram and my imperfect stalking i guess um (laughs) i thought that that was going to be the outcome so um yeah i was really really happy to see her go through and like obviously gave us the lip syncs of the season so that was Team Priyanka. Yeah. I know. I was also pleasantly surprised by Rita Vega too. Cause like in the Meet the Queens, we were kind of like, I don't know, she's a yeah. wild card. And like here she is, just like tr- you know, in the finale. I mean, spoiler alert, but I was just so excited <laughs> because she's my favorite. I love her little cute, like adorable moves, like Nicole was saying. And uh yeah. Just we just I just love her. Yeah, I do have a crush on Rita. So cute hat and tattoos. I'm in. Yeah, I love and Rita. I'm, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out where she gets those really sickening, uh, distressed sweaters. So if anybody knows, she's oh. not responding to me. I need to know where I can get these sweaters. <laughs> oh my god, I am an extra large. If anyone finds them, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but uh, all right, you guys. So we've kind of uh gone through the uh the lead into the episode it's been a little bit longer than normal but we have nicole back so we wanted to party um so let's go ahead and switch gears and get into our honesty spill of the week and we're gonna break out this episode of canada's drag race be right back honesty Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week. We are, of course, back, back, back again to bring you the all the full coverage of Canada's Drag Race. We are going to recap. I think this is maybe episode nine, and we're just going to have a lot of fun here with Nicole. We'll start at the top of the show. Lemon has been eliminated. Was that also a surprise to you, Nicole? Um, I mean, I thought that. Rita did better in the lip sync, to be honest. I liked her lip sync better. Um, <laughs> Me too. I did expect Lemon to be like at the top, but you know, like it's really 
hard, like top five, top four, like that's real shit. So someone mm. had to go home and I guess it was Lemon's time and I was okay with that, to be honest. I, I have to say that it didn't surprise me Lemon didn't make it to the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very strong queen, but I did not think that they would let a girl living in New York City win the first season of Canada's Drag Race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> yeah, that I came mean, to me way after the fact. That's a solid point. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not to discredit Lemon at all. I'm really happy she went as far as she did. We love Lemon. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, and I thought it was really nice of Rita Vega to let her walk the runway with her this week. <laughs> <laughs> we oh needed my. some piece of excitement for that look. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so the girls are sitting on the couch after the elimination of Lemon, and Scarlett asks Rita what it was like lip syncing. And I personally <laughs> love when Rita flips it on her and says, well, you haven't won any challenges either, by the way, <laughs> because it really is like, I mean, they always ask that question at the beginning of the episode, but it's always like such a little dig at the queen. It's like, I just survived the lip Can we just like forget about that? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Especially if you're a queen who's been doing well for the most part, it's like, bitch, don't come for me. <laughs> yeah, I feel the energy. Yeah, I feel like Scarlet too. It's like, like what has Scarlett's experience been like? Because she hasn't really been judged at all. Like until this episode, right. it's just like, you're safe all the time. <laughs> it's yeah. just really interesting. That that's a, that's a, I, I did not think of that, um, that she never received like direct critiques except for mm-hmm. like, very good job this week. Like, so yeah, you I, look great. Yeah. <laughs> safe. <laughs> But I felt bad for her as well because I thought like, well, you know, that I was kind of rooting for her as well. And for her to get that dig, I was like, okay, poor Scarlett. <laughs> like, and in her confessions were like, I know, okay, I'm I'm no one's threats. <laughs> I was like, no, girl, you can do it. <laughs> Believe in yourself. Um, so, but yeah, Rita is still love her. <laughs> I, I guess the only dis uh, or the only downfall about that is that by not really getting critiques and stuff like that, I don't feel like as connected to Scarlet because I don't think we've got as much time to like build that relationship as a viewer with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, as, as happy as I am that sh- she's in the finale, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's almost like I, it's like hard it's like almost kind of hard to root for her in a way, if that makes sense. It does, but I feel like it's, it might've been a little more challenging for Scarlet that way. If you're not receiving direct notes about what to do, like you're kind of left on an Island of your own. Wilson, (laughs) like what do I do this week? What do they want to see? I'm not sure because I'm good enough to make it pass, but what am I supposed to do in the end? Because I literally have no notes. Yeah. But consistency is key especially right before the finale no time to rock the boat here (laughs) um so it's a new day in the workroom and the girls gather around the table scarlet has on one of her uh jackets that she wore in the makeover challenge with all the fringe hanging off and uh, it made me giggle because uh because when it was kind of draped over rita's hat it looked like tainomi's outfit from the hair everywhere (laughs) challenge (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh no oh shade, oh, shade. 
yeah i don't know sorry shade rattle <laughs> yeah speaking of shade i thought the um jacket looked much better with this outfit i didn't even recognize it yeah it's a much better uh boy drag outfit i think True. yeah so stacy comes in the workroom looking beautiful by the way of course uh, she brings yes <laughs> she brings in comedian sabrina jalise and uh, she is going to help for the mini challenge. The girls will have to do a screen test by lip syncing Canada's national anthem while taking direction from her. <laughs> I feel like the segment went on a little too long, editors, but that is just a personal note for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mercy. I thought that Jimbo did look like a fucking dog with that wig. There's so much fur, you know, like when you're watching the dog show and they're like the long kind of very regal dogs with the long flowing hair. So I'm not calling Jimbo a dog. I'm not sure you're in the running for this, but you have been entered in the Westminster dog ship. Um, calm down listeners <laughs> but I thought that that little comment from Jaleese was so funny <laughs> yeah I I love Jimbo so much like we'll talk more about Jimbo at the end of the episode <laughs> but um, I don't know Jimbo just makes me laugh and I actually like I haven't been the biggest Rita fan this season but I loved Rita in this challenge she was just so funny so like funny. falling oh, asleep yeah. and then like getting up and singing again I just <laughs> I loved everything about it I love hey. the like audition energy like even the like poses with the cheesy smile she's like did I do good is that what you wanted like Rita was in it yeah Yay, I... Stoney's on board everyone I'm so happy <laughs> 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 yeah, it's uh, it's funny because I saw this episode at a viewing party and I, I, I feel like I kind of d- missed some points of the mini challenge. And then I rewatched it today and I was like, oh, my God, Rita, like <laughs> I was it was so obvious that she was going to win this mini challenge because like she rocked it. Yeah, it was so good. So and funny. she showed you levels, too. Like- yeah. Rita may not be the most out there personality wise on the show, but when it comes to their talent, it's just like such a range. Totally. But that also goes to speak to what Rita's said. She says she kind of keeps, maybe it reads as her being quiet, um, but she's just doing that to stay focused on the competition. So uh, I think, I think enough little personality moments kind of peek through for Rita. And that's why I love her. And it sounds like Nicole too. And and now Stoney. (laughs) Yes, I'm standing for Rita. I do want to ask my girl Priyanka, though, where was she going in that outfit? I don't know. Apparently Canada means means whatever that print is. Yeah, Yeah, plaid. 100%. That was true Canadian. Plaid and Daisy Dukes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, So my queen Rita, she won the mini challenge. So congratulations, girl. So moving on for the maxi challenge, we are going to the snowball showing three looks in these categories, executive holiday party realness, (laughs) icy walk of shame and ice queen eleganza. And for the ice queen eleganza category, the girls will have to design and fashion their own garment. Dun, dun, dun. Uh (laughs) Enter panic. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You know we love a ball on TFC, so whenever we get three looks, we get real excited. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. Siri, play Panic in the Workroom. <laughs> I found that it was so funny when Scarlett was like, please don't make this a sewing challenge. It's like, oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> they got you, girl. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, of course, the girls are starting to scramble and make their outfits. And there is a lot of uh, judgment from Jimbo because Priyanka hasn't gone to uh, the après-ski, après-party. So <laughs> from the sound of it, it sounds like there aren't many people of color at these events. So that kind of was an interesting thing to think about, like Jimbo and like what their life might be like versus Priyanka's experience. Have you ever been to an après-ski party before? No. Wow. When was the last time you saw a POC at the ski hill, bitch? No. It's the most amazing party. That's why people behave here. True. I mean, I grew up around ski slopes. I am no good on skis, but I can <laughs> tell you that you don't see very many of us up there. <laughs> yeah, and you won't see me there either. Yeah, so I don't know if that's matters at all in, in the conversation. Yeah, I feel um, like it was kind of weird to see how Jimbo was like oh wow you've never been to one of these as if it was you know like regular yeah. birthday party occurrence <laughs> like yeah. oh no <laughs> yeah it might be asking like an American queen on the east coast oh you've never been to Fire Island like <laughs> oh uh, my gosh no I haven't <laughs> no that that's white people shit <laughs> Different scenes, different scenes. I mean, I loved Priyanka's response to that. Yeah. Like Priyanka always gives us the funny moments. So I was <laughs> cracking up. <laughs> Absolutely. We love Priyanka. All right. So then we start to see Scarlet Bobo struggle sewing and making an outfit. Uh, I thought it was also interesting. She could not grasp the concept of cutting one piece of fur into four pieces. <laughs> I'm very worried, y'all. <laughs> Oh, mercy. What is two plus two? I'm not sure. <laughs> you in danger, girl. You in danger. Yeah. <laughs> One piece of fabric, cut it twice, <laughs> and then there's four pieces. I do have to say, I have to relate to Jimbo in this moment because I'm not going to get like too shady and say where, but um, when things happen like at work... And you're trying to explain <laughs> something that's very like simple. You kind of have to like take a moment and be like, "Am I speaking another language? Am I <laughs> am I saying anything at all? I'm pretty sure it was clear." Or, "Hey, you were on the email." Or, "Hey, Scarlett, there's four cutouts on this fabric. Cut out each one and throw away the scraps." <laughs> <laughs> Mercy, patience to Jimbo, patience to Jimbo. Yeah, I totally. I kind of felt the same way, Jamal. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> me every weekday all my life. Hello, PTSD for real. <laughs> per meanwhile, like email. Rita. <laughs> meanwhile, Rita has her uh, turkey cutter out and just like oh my God. ice. Ice sculpturing away at, <laughs> at the foam. I did say that. I was like, is this the first time we're seeing like a motorized knife or cutting device on the drag race? Yeah, I was, I was like, this is very like, I don't know, advanced for drag race. Like now we're just like chainsawing <laughs> things. 
do you think they like let her bring that in her suitcase or was it around the studio like how did she get through the metal detector (laughs) for real where is the oil and like the chains for when that shit dies like what's going on on set (laughs) yeah well all all the oils gotten onto jeffrey's eyes for the finale but we can talk about that next week i'm sorry that was not very nice I love you, Jeffrey. So, <laughs> so before leaving the workroom, Stacey McKenzie drops the bomb that the special guest judge this week is none other than Michelle Visage. And the dolls are freaking out, both in a good and bad way. <laughs> oh, yeah. First of all, they might be excited to actually get some halfway decent judging for this episode and also the girls know that michelle don't play so yeah i I feel like when it was announced like everyone was on high alert like the judges are like oh shit like we have to like do our jobs correctly this week and then the cast was like oh shit this is a real judge (laughs) yeah which i felt was kind of weird to be completely honest like i was like what (laughs) i can't remember who it was but they're like oh this is the real deal i was like what do you this is the real deal. Like you've been in this competition <laughs> this entire time. And okay. Yeah. Like the judging has been kind of weird at times, but you still have judges in front of you every week and, you know, professionals. So yeah. yeah it, it, to me, it felt a little bit like, like, and I don't know if that's true, but I, it felt to me like, Oh, we have someone from the U S who is from the original panel. So uh, it's it's more valid than the washed off version that we get in Canada. And that didn't sit well with me, to be completely honest. Oh, I can't say I blame you because we get really annoyed when that happens, too. It's like, OK, maybe they're excited because, OK, Michelle sits right next to RuPaul and you have been in the competition the whole time. So I think that that says a lot maybe about the experience and like overall what's been going on was it excitement or you know what's the deal because america is not the tea right now (laughs) yeah that is kind of like a bad like i don't know it just seems weird with like michelle being there it kind of didn't make sense like it just fell off to me maybe it's a little prelude to like a crossover (laughs) there you go so then uh the girls they talk about the toronto ball scene and uh you know they're they're popping the corn and educating the children (laughs) i loved this like what a nice concise and fun way to explain ballroom we've touched on it a number of times on american drag race but i feel like this was very easy to follow and it helped people understand ballroom culture and that really queer life we a lot of the things we say the way we express ourselves is pulled directly from ballroom culture yeah, I love that explanation. I think it was like Scarlet, like explaining it maybe in the confessional, mm-hmm. but it, I don't know. I just, that was a really good like summary, like book report. <laughs> I like the way they chopped it up because it was like all the queens, but I feel like we got bits, more bits of other queens than others for sure. Yeah, I, I thought it was really beautiful. And I honestly think that Canada's Drag Race did a really, really good job at educating their audience on different topics kind of like when they did um the whole thing about having your bachelorette party at a drag bar mm-hmm. this is my special day 
I thought that mm-hmm. that was really, really well done. And, you know, last episode with the Rainbow Railroad program and yes. this episode as well, I think that they they didn't treat those moments just as like, oh, let's spill the tea on a thing that it feels really emotional to you. There's part of that as mm-hmm. well. But um, I thought it was really, really, really well done and uh, a great moment in the show yeah totally i i really liked it a lot i think you know being the first season it's kind of important to have that like foundation laid out because they didn't really do that with the american drag race there was no kind of like really explanation of that or anything um one thing i was wondering uh i just you know if i don't know if i'm making uh connections in the wrong places but was uh, Jeffrey's jacket the on the back when it said the beautiful children is that a ballroom reference legendary children or legendary sh- children yeah I'm pretty sure it, it's a reference I thought it might be but unfortunately um, I'm just not that educated about the ballroom <laughs> season so if some of you are listening I'm sure you'll let us know and you can educate us about legendary children and the reference to ballroom yeah please let us know because I know like um, of course watching various um coverage and documentaries on ballroom you know the children serve the children let them have it like we know that children is definitely a more popular term you hear us call you all kids on the show all the time but please let us know if it's more specific totally all right so now it's time to get into the runway uh so we'll go ahead and just take a quick little break here and when we come back we will break down the 800 looks that we saw in the ball (laughs) (laughs) one by one and very slowly Uh (laughs) be right back hey everyone thanks for listening to our podcast so far thanks for coming right now we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again while you wait here's some things that you should check out yeah remember everyone you can email us tfcpod at gmail.com and um tfcpod on twitter facebook and instagram oh and one more thing you're not my real dad and you never will be anyways back to the show Hey everyone, welcome back to our Honesty Spill of the Week. We are going to finish out this episode by talking about the runway. I have to say this week I am enjoying all of the judges' looks this week, particularly Stacy, because I am really enjoying this early 2000s raver fantasy. <laughs> yes, everybody was serving the fashions. I have to agree with Seth. Loved I it. liked Brooklyn's wig this week. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was very uh, a bit a nice improvement from last week. and i like jeffrey's jacket also uh, out of respect for canada's drag race we are not going to comment on jeffrey's gold dust woman fantasy makeup so let's go ahead and move on (laughs) uh michelle she means business as well clearly i mean she's wearing a pantsuit so she's ready to come you know, with her power suit, and she's going to tell all the drag queens what she thinks. Listen, I'm here for it. Not because like American Drag Race makes Drag Race better, but solely because of the way the judging has been going. So, you know, listeners, we have our relationship with Michelle, but I was very interested to see how this panel would go. 
Yeah, she definitely looked like she came straight from WoW headquarters <laughs> to like issue like warnings to all the employees. <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman definitely got a written uh got written up for sure when Michelle was there. Yeah. A couple times. <laughs> Two more of those and you got to be careful. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the look, starting with executive holiday party realness. Whose outfits were standing out to you? I really enjoyed Priyanka because um, I knew, I just had a terrifying feeling, actually, when they were selecting their <laughs> uh, materials in the workroom. I was like, oh, of course, this bitch grabs the fringy, cheap trees. Like, what is she going to do with these? Give us Christmas Madonna tits. <laughs> but I was pleasantly surprised because there's another person like this that we'll talk about. But I know this girl. I've seen this girl at the party. Um, energy is like turnt. She loves Christmas. She still believes in Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And um, Scarlett, I appreciated her look because history lesson before there's wrapping paper, we had to wrap our gifts in paper, just regular old paper newspaper. or newspapers. <laughs> um, I, I love Scarlett's look, but I felt the same way about Priyanka. Like I saw like the the preview that they do right before their runway. I was like, oh my God, what is she wearing? Like what yeah. is going on? Like I was already worried for her. So I was like, girl this is not gonna help and then she came out and i was like oh my god that's so funny and adorable and well yes. done so it was really surprised <laughs> pleasantly surprised we could breathe after she got through that <laughs> yeah like priyanka like she just has this way of delivering like an outfit like because if you look at it just as the picture you're like what the hell is this <laughs> but like on the runway she like made it perfect like she had this chaotic energy and then like obviously her commentary about like this fish still believes in santa claus like just had me like rolling like i just i love her so much <laughs> yeah like with the flask uh yeah. at the christmas party <laughs> yeah i'm sure she had uh, milk and cookies in the back for santa as well totally um I have to say that while I enjoyed Priyanka's performance, I really did not like the garment. It did not uh, make me feel luxurious, <laughs> um, you know, as one should in a ball. Uh, so uh, anyways, um, <laughs> she sparkled a little more than others. She Shade did. intended. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I really did like Scarlett Bobo's. She kind of had this sort of like Dolly Parton like feel to her, like yeah. the way the outfit fit her and how she was working it on the runway. I like that about her. Um, like we have to talk about Rita because I actually really enjoyed her outfit. I know that the judges did not like this. Um, but to me, I, I mean, clearly these uh, judges have never worked in an office and <laughs> there are so many, so many people that look like this in the office, including the glasses. So I, and also we don't have to do a reveal for every outfit either. So I am not saying that that um, as a dig to Jeffrey out of respect for Canada's Drag Race, but um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, moving along as to not direct any hate towards him. Uh, I really loved Rita. Rita, I loved it. I loved her performance. I enjoyed the whole story. My issue with Rita's looks, and it's not the first time that I feel like that, is that they're not 100% polished. 
And I feel like especially like, and in this case it was the same, like her bra was kind of showing and it, it just, I don't know, to me that looks a little bit unfinished and unpolished and that's the only issue that I got with that. I feel like with Rita, this look was, I mean, fun, sure, but when you set yourself up with an outfit where it's going to kind of give the impression that there is a reveal, you kind of have to consider that. Like if this were styled a little differently, I think that the judges would have got away from that. And the glasses, I agree with Seth. Like I've seen so many of these ladies in the office. I used to have like 10 pairs of glasses. Believe me, I get it. (laughs) I'm that girl. But the outfit felt a little mixed up for me. Yeah, see, I didn't hate the outfit. I guess my problem with it was that I just felt like it wasn't holiday party. Like, I feel like it was executive, but I don't know. It just seemed like there should have been, like, more, like, holiday cheer or something. <laughs> well, not all of us are cheery at the holidays, Stoney. And oh, especially there are other holidays <laughs> besides Christmas. I hate to burst the bubble. I said holiday cheer. Thank you very much. Yeah, no Maybe she was expressing her Hanukkah cheer because she had a blue outfit on. Listen, the cape was dusty. I needed some more shine for holiday. Whatever the Mm -hmm. holiday. I needed some more shine and sparkle. Whatever, sissy. (laughs) The sissies are fighting. Sissy, no. (laughs) Stop it. Um, Before we move on, let's talk about Jimbo's look here as well. Um, She looks like the uh, executive realness at the uh, Fembot. Uh, a factory <laughs> or something. I did enjoy this look again. I know this girl um, with the fair structured um, suit moment and the sexy heels and leggings. I know this girl. I enjoyed it. Um, Jimbo's going to serve, and Jimbo served. I this I like this. It, Jimbo just we were just talking about this Jamal and I earlier, but Jimbo's kind of like wore thin a little bit because it seems like she does like all the same looks each time. So I just, I mean, I like it. It's just, I feel like I've seen it numerous times from her already. So it's just kind of like, eh. And that wig is not it. Yeah. It's kind of expected for sure. Uh, Part of actually part of me wonders if this is the wig she wore for the paper challenge, but maybe she cut it a little bit or something, you know, that kind of like, not great party city wig she wore (laughs) (laughs) the shake and go (laughs) (laughs) all right uh so let's move on to our next category the icy walk of shame who are you guys feeling icy or maybe a little bit warmed up about um of course queen priyanka i've seen this girl on the north jordan extension on the campus of indiana university (laughs) bloomington I've seen this girl. Hell, I've seen this guy. I've seen this queen. Make it fashion. Um, go home. No one will know what happens. <laughs> no one will know what you're up to. <laughs> yeah, she, I, I love Priyanka's look probably the best. And again, it's partially because she sells it so well, but it just felt like it was, it was like basically the perfect walk of shame like replication (laughs) bedhead you're still like you still look cute but your makeup's just a little messed up you're still maybe a little tipsy i was buying it she's stumbling down the sidewalk (laughs) (laughs) i have to say that i particularly did not like priyanka's hat it really threw off the proportions of her outfit for me um so that's all i have to really say about priyanka's outfit before i get uh you know chased off the show (laughs) (laughs) I was honestly, I I honestly think that this look was 
the better executed for all four queens. Um, mm-hmm. The middle look, I think, was the best one um, for all of them. And um, yeah, I love Priyanka's. I love that she had root socks, uh, which are like a staple of Canadian fashion. <laughs> um uh but uh yeah i i honestly really really liked jimbo's look as well i Mm -hmm. felt like i knew who that girl was uh you know she was coming from a rave party of some sort (laughs) um and uh, clearly she had been to an apreski party so she knew what she was doing (laughs) (laughs) and remember this is the walk of shame y'all so you know, no, nobody's slut shaming, but you know, serve that energy. Yeah. Like you're a bad, bad girl and you're just going home. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I mean, I think Scarlett put together a really great outfit, but it bears to repeat that she is wearing a bodysuit. Yes. Yes. It was more cute too than, I mean, I liked it, but it wasn't like walk of shame for me, except, okay, maybe you've been outside because you're frozen. Yeah, that's how I felt, too. I thought it was a cute look. It just wasn't walk of shame to me, I guess. It just felt like it was like, I don't know, cute Barbie, like going outside in the snow. (laughs) Yeah. And those um, those icicles, those rubber icicles, if that's what you're calling them, um, (laughs) those were not flowing well (laughs) with this outfit. Yeah, I mean, for a a standstill photo, I'm sure it looks great. But if you're trying to portray icicles, you might want something a little more firm. Yeah, I I do prefer it a little bit more firm. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, we have to talk about Rita Vega. I mean, straight out of the 80s, like uh, (laughs) lesbian realness, I guess, is what we're getting here. Where can I buy this suit? Like, I want to make swishy sounds when I'm in the grocery store like we used to. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember when I was, like, in, like, second grade, my teacher, like, always wore windbreakers, and it was so annoying. <laughs> like, I don't know. This brings me back to that. <laughs> I felt like that was probably the most faithful as to what one would wear. <laughs> after an après ski party like it's freezing outside you're probably wearing your ski suit and just being ashamed of yourself <laughs> it kind of looks like she passed out in the snow and you know people wrote on her face yeah. and things like that so and i loved her mullet that was you know iconic <laughs> Yeah, the the icicles on the boots, the details always on point most of the time with Rita. Yes. Uh, So let's move on to our last category. Last but not least, Ice Queen Alaganza. And this is the category where they all made their outfit. So who do you think was most successful? (laughs) Hands down for me was Scarlett. She's my favorite. You know, I like a rock and roll kind of edgy kind of look. And I thought Brooklyn actually hit the nail on the head, like rocker white walker if we have any game of thrones fans (laughs) yeah i think scarlet um definitely did the best it seemed like the other queens were kind of on the struggle bus a little bit with their looks i'm sure it's very difficult to create anything you know in the workroom so i'm not criticizing them in that way but it's just it felt like 
I don't know, Priyanka, Jimbo, and Rita all had kind of their own issues. <laughs> well, they all have the same amount of time. I suggest that they use it better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, and for Rita, actually, like, I did not hate Rita's look, but you can just tell where all of the time went. And it is really about kind of, if you want to be super ambitious and go for a look like that remember those little details so they don't hurt you in the end i will say like looking at the picture of rita's right now it looks really impressive but i think that the problem was the walking down the runway and then once you see like the details behind it you're kind of like uh you were taken out of the fantasy yes the fantasy yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Scarlet was amazing. And I love when they do this thing on the show where they show someone is struggling and then then at the end they pull off this amazing gown. Uh, She did a really good job. and And I loved how throughout the competition she brought her personality in, I would say, most of her looks. Like she always had that punk rock vibe, um, Mm -hmm. which you don't find often, to be honest. And I loved it um yeah i was so scared for priyanka and <laughs> this for this look terrified i was oh like girl God. do not put this on the runway don't do it don't do yeah. it yeah just ask if you can sit this one out <laughs> Oh my god. And then like the paper cape. I'm like, no, Priyanka. No. Well, <laughs> when when they did the the walkthrough uh with Stacy, she did say, like, I'm gonna have a, a giant skirt. And when she said that, I was like, Oh, okay, so you you do have a plan <laughs> for it not to be only a bodysuit. And then she came out and was like, What is that? That's not even fabric. Why are you doing this to us? We're all rooting for you. That's right. Put some frosty flowers over the top of it, sis. Like, just take it to the next level, just a pinch. You're giving me a heart attack over here. Like, legit, you just saw Alona and Tainomi get ripped to shreds for doing this exact same thing in the paper challenge. So, this is really confusing. Yes, well, and they great. did a better job, to be honest. Like, their oh, yeah. look was more <laughs> polished. Like, that was hey. not good. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I, okay, I love Priyanka, but she's had some, she's had a couple bad looks. Like, that one with the umbrella, like, I think it was maybe, like, episode two or the something. The metal challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just yeah. like, girl, that is not it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, this outfit, if this, it makes me really mad that Priyanka got to the finale because of this outfit. The, all the judges shredded her for this look. And I don't think her other outfits were strong enough to make up for it. So it really was like, I mean, we love Priyanka. Real <laughs> funny. Great personality always. But this look should have disqualified her from the finale. I'm going to politely just say that i am team priyanka and i think that her first two looks were a little stronger than some of the other queens i know you all listeners you like when we don't agree so i'm just letting you have it i thought that priyanka's first two looks were strong enough to carry her to the next level and that some of the other queens which we'll get into in judging just kind of um got a little comfortable speaking of which let's talk about jimbo because the judges said that they thought Jimbo had become too comfortable in the competition. I mean, I I don't know. Like, I guess with Jimbo, I didn't really like Jimbo's looks 
on the runway really and i and kind of what i said <laughs> earlier i just i feel like jimbo is kind of worn a little bit thin so i don't know i felt like the last look wasn't very good like the makeup especially whenever it was on untucked like her makeup was so bad like and i've like defended like her makeup this season but this uh episode it was not good like and i don't know what she was doing with the hat and I don't know. We'll get into the lip sync, but the lip sync was very <laughs> disappointing to me. So, yeah, I just feel like we need to compare all of our notes and everything we've seen of Jimbo before and during the season. Before specifically, because I feel like if Jimbo were really pushing to get into the finale, we might have gotten a look that was more kind of similar to the Meet the Queens look. Like, if you're going to do white makeup, do that white makeup, like help the judges see the vision so it doesn't get called out. And it does look like you just ran out of time. We've seen the silhouette before. Why are we still wearing props that don't work? <laughs> you know, things like that. Yeah, totally. I was not in love with that look. And I, I honestly do agree that like Jimbo has gotten a little bit comfortable um, like at the, uh, um, again, during the walkthrough, they asked Jimbo, like, are you surprised that you are in the top four? And she was just like, no, I think that this is my spot. And I don't know. I, I, and I feel like someone like Rita Bega, who has been doing this for a long time, just probably just as, as long as Jimbo. Um, I'm not sure in the number of years. Uh, but they're both, you know, professional, but you see like the completely different attitude, right? You see Rita yes. being like, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm super surprised, but I've worked really hard. Um, and I think that I deserve to be here and I'm grateful to be here while you talk to Jimbo and it's like, nope, like this is where I need to be and I'm here to win this crown. I don't know. I, I did not like her attitude. To be honest. Jimbo <laughs> fully expected to be in the finale. Yeah. And it's nice, to, like Nicole said, it's nice to have that confidence, but it's about how you carry it. And I think in the end, that was their downfall because they weren't doing enough to kind of compensate for that attitude. Totally. I mean, we have been making comments like last week when we were like talking about how Jimbo's like cocky personality has been kind of off putting. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, yeah basically what everyone said i agree <laughs> that he's jimbo's gotten a little bit too comfortable um one last comment i do want to make before we move on is about rita's look and i just think that to me this is like really nice and like grungy and gothy like something you'd see on the cover of like a whole album cover mm -hmm. the band whole with like a courtney love sort of uh vibe going for me oh i know her love whole yeah <laughs> 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 all right that's where we're gonna stop before we get ourselves in trouble <laughs> you're dirty <laughs> but also uh just one other thing is i i really love jimbo's talking head in for the uh ice queen eleganza because he was just saying oh my my crown's made of a bunch of crap and i feel like a queen like you could just kind of <laughs> tell like jimbo's like can i get out of the booth like i'm i'm over it yeah 
yeah, I do feel like in the end, with all honesty and perspective, that the competition was just getting to Jimbo, and we saw we saw the steam kind of die down a little bit towards the end. Uh, so next, they do what they do every finale and try to make us cry by showing the queens younger pictures of themselves and asking for them to send a message to them. I love this part of the... Um any of the drag race seasons. I think it's so cute. I like seeing the um, baby pictures and hearing the messages the queens have to share with the world. Yeah, I, I like it too because we get to see like some background for the different queens and kind of learn more about their childhood. Like um, famously, we learned about Roxy being left at the bus stop. Like there's been some like big moments like um, that came out on these segments. So I don't know. It was really interesting to me. I felt bad for Scarlett. Like she's been talking about her mom all season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And also I felt like Priyanka, like it just seemed like Priyanka has dealt with a lot of pain, like trying to come out. So I really felt for her too. Cause it seemed like she, um, I don't know, had a pretty dark past with that sounded like. I also liked, um, they kind of touched on it in the untucked, but um, how Priyanka has, a children's show and you're talking to this (laughs) kid that you know you you're talking to yourself as a kid like what do you want those viewers of that show to hear now is your chance to say that so I thought that was really beautiful yeah well Priyanka touched on that a little bit in Untucked as well and she was saying like this is so full circle I you know I used to do a show that I was that it was completely different from Drag Race and to be able to talk to your younger self. And uh, I, yeah, I've, I've always loved this moment in, in Drag Race. And I found that it's, it's not, I think they have been really smart in not making it that cheesy moment of, you know, let's make people cry. Like, no, I feel like it's so valuable and always so meaningful and the mm-hmm. the things that they always share about themselves it's so real i i loved it it totally it was just so sad to hear about like especially scarlet bobo yeah. um you know just growing up with that trauma of like yeah. you know trying to you know or or wanting to defend your mom and having you know seeing domestic abuse in the household every day it's just like for Scarlet Bobo, like, I feel like, it's, you know, as a young kid, that can kind of set you up for, like, um, maybe you're look that's something that you're subconsciously finding in a lot of your partners. So I hope that's not true. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I totally with Scarlet. I, I just really like that. I thought it was really interesting because we almost got to see Jimbo be emotional. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Almost. And... Uh, Rita, Rita's also made me really sad because it sounds like she was just bounced around from house to house mm-hmm. as a child and didn't have a lot of stability in her life. Um, yeah. So that also really um, wrecked me emotionally. <laughs> I think that's another reason why I enjoy this moment so much because we have to remember that this is a race. They're going after the crown, yes, but all of us are doing this in our real lives, trying to figure out what exactly we're here for, what exactly it is we're trying to do outside of just going to work and going to fucking sleep and doing it again the next day. (laughs) And like people go through real shit and it's so nice when you can kind of reflect back on how you've gotten there and celebrate the wins along the way. 
Totally. So while the judges deliberate, the girls go into the workroom to untuck. Um, Priyanka is pounding drinks. Uh, she <laughs> is double fisting those drinks. And it looks to me like it's not her first time being double fisted. <laughs> my sister, oh my pass me the vodka. <laughs> yes, then Michelle thinks she's pretty. <laughs> Yes, oh, that was another note I took because that was totally like Adore Delano. Like yeah. if you heard them meet the queens. I was like Priyanka reminds me of Do- yeah. Adore Delano, yeah. and this just like solidifies it for me. <laughs> yes, completely. She also reminded me so of funny. Brooklyn a little bit in her untucks when she was like, "Oh my God, what am I doing oh, yeah. here? Let me just drink." Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's Hiding true. Under the cushions. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Brooklyn is always posted up with a cocktail. That's so yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, so also in Untuck, Jimbo is reading Priyanka for filth. Like, I think, you know, they're just having a little bit of fun, I <laughs> yeah. think. Oh, yeah. Totally fun here. Um, yeah. Trolls don't misread. Um, this is just good sister time. They're enjoying their last moments together before the finale. Totally. Yeah. I thought that was really cute. And... Uh, but one thing, um, they they talked about Jimbo's makeup being too white, and uh. they brought it up during Untucked. And I saw an interview of Jimbo where she was like, this comment was totally fed to Michelle, Michelle Visage. Um, it did not make sense. And like, she, like Jimbo was the one saying that, they didn't like their makeup to begin with. Um, mm. So that was funny to me. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, me. I, I thought it was a weird comment too, because Jimbo was pretty covered up like the whole time. <laughs> I mean, as far as the face goes, it just wasn't complete. Yeah. I felt yeah. like it, it just didn't look complete on the face. I guess I washed out. Yeah. Well, and also know. her second look, she was a little bit, you know, not too covered. And I think that's probably mm-hmm. where it showed a little bit more. Um, yeah. So yeah. And JBC, to his credit, made that comment about um, Jimbo earlier this season. Yeah. Yeah. And lots of people all, hated him for it. <laughs> all roads lead back to the paper challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the paper challenge. <laughs> for real. I'm not going to get up here and like defend J- JBC down. But I mean, as an artist, if you've heard these notes before, you know, was this a missed opportunity to serve it correctly? Totally. Um, so back on the runway we find out that scarlet bobo won the maxi challenge this week so congratulations to scarlet bobo for her first maxi challenge win yes it is official (laughs) queens hold the shade she's won a challenge and she's never had to lip sync congrats girl now she's in the finale securing her spot yes so then the next person that we find out to be in the finale is priyanka Woo! I'm so excited. (laughs) I was like ready to jump off the couch. I'm like team Priyanka. I've loved her journey on the show. And Priyanka was also like excited and shocked that she was in the finale. (laughs) She's like, me? I'm in the finale? (laughs) She's like, I'm never wearing the paper again. (laughs) Listen, Priyanka, Priyanka isn't just your regular dizzy bitch. Like she knows that she got a pass with that last look. But again, 
her first two looks were a little stronger as a package than others. Yeah. Well, we can agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Queen. That's fine. I know. Well, I'll just leave it at that. We don't need to rehash. <laughs> But um, so that means that Rita Vega and Jimbo are in the bottom and they have to lip sync to Closer by Tegan and Sarah, one of my favorite songs of theirs. Yes, a track I'm very familiar with. I feel like the audience was definitely shook, but I mean, this is why you can't rest on your laurels, listeners. If you're going to be a great queen, you need to like be great and keep it consistent because as soon as judges adjudicators bosses whoever sees that light leave you're in trouble yeah yeah i i felt like jimbo was kind of just had already exited the stage and she was just kind of going to the motions yeah, yeah. that was weird i I'm, in the in the um interview that i saw uh jimbo also said that they weren't expecting to lip sync um and mm. I I don't know. To me, that again, I I read that as being a little cocky. Uh, I feel like you're in top four. You can't really think that there is no chance that you're gonna lip sync. <laughs> like, in the words of the late Chichi Devane, "You got to stay ready." <laughs> That's right. Um, totally. Yeah, I I thought it was really strange, Rita. You know, of course season queen so she you know turned it out i love how she brought the scissors to cut off her dress great stunt usually that lands uh the queen to be eliminated but in rita's case she succeeded and it made me very happy (laughs) yeah i was like i enjoyed that moment too because seth is exactly right when these stunts happen it can go either way and most of the time it doesn't work out in the queen's favor Rita being Rita served it great. I think that Jimbo got a little caught up. Not, I'm not going to say caught up in the Jimbo persona because Jimbo knows who they are as a queen. But serving the song, you kind of have to find a way to adapt your persona to that energy. And just grabbing your hair and doing a half shimmy and trying to balance this crown. I'm sorry, it's not going to be enough to get you there. As much as I enjoy Jimbo, I was just like, girl slam the crown down and start flipping that wig like give us a twirl work it out totally (laughs) Uh. Ah. (laughs) i was really disappointed in jimbo's lip sync to be honest i thought well this is the first time that you're lip syncing you have always said that you're a strong queen and prove it and honestly i thought you know there's a lot of people that are like Jimbo was robbed, Jimbo was robbed. And well, the great thing about this competition is that even if you do end up in the bottom, you might not deserve it, but you have that last chance to redeem yourself. And Jimbo threw it away completely. I felt like they were just thinking, oh, well, they're going to send me home anyway, so I'm not going to put in the effort. Um, Like, what was up with that crown? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think it was a little bit of the inner saboteur. Jimbo is just like, whatever. So thankfully Rita is safe, which means Jimbo had to sashay away this week. So it's a big, I mean, it's still disappointing. You know, I know over the episode we've been kind of, you know, criticizing the looks and whatever, but, but Jimbo is like incredibly talented 
And so I just, I don't want you all to get the wrong picture, but it's, it is immensely sad to see Jimbo go, especially right before the finale. Yeah. We've been huge fans of Jimbo on the show. We've, I mean, I'm going to speak for myself. I'm not going to keep doing this thing where I'm like defending what we've said in the past or how we feel. We are fans of drag. We're not drag performers. And we have really enjoyed everything that Jimbo has served on an artistic level and as a queen on the show. Do not take any of our critiques as cues to send hate for people. This is just us watching as fans and supporting our faves. Yeah, and like I've been a fan of Jimbo's all season. Like like I said, he was kind of wearing thin towards the end, but I was so happy to see how he exited the show. Like he wasn't like all mopey about it. Like he went out like one of the greatest exits of all time. (laughs) Like it was just so funny, like falling straight onto the ground and then like crawling away and saying, fuck you was like the most (laughs) hilarious thing to me. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously like the serial killer moment, like in the mirror, like was just as hilarious. (laughs) So, (laughs) okay. But did you guys remember like a few episodes ago where I said they were giving Jimbo the Joker edit? (laughs) Oh, yes. wow. I'm just saying full fruition. Like, you know, they show Jimbo in the mirror putting on the clown makeup because Jimbo like calls himself a drag clown. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, you know, we see the full clown makeup, lots of crazy joker laughter <laughs> for lack of a better description. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sure we're going to see a lot more of Jimbo. So everybody just remember to wear your seatbelts when you're dealing with this one. <laughs> yeah. Ne- <laughs> next episode, I feel like all the girls are going to be wearing Jimbo masks. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> Security. Um, all right. Well, I feel like we made it to the end of the episode. So I will go ahead and throw it to Stony, who will update us on the Fantasy League. What's going on over there, girl? Yes, so we are now down to three queens. And once again, all three of us have selected one queen in the finale. So (laughs) I I know. (laughs) Um, So I have Scarlet Bobo, Jamal has Priyanka, and Seth has Rita. Bonjour, hi. (laughs) Priyanka, you better bring looks next week, honey. (laughs) <laughs> the only problem with this is that Seth is so far ahead that there's no way for any of us to beat him at this point. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Seth already wins. Yeah. So nah. <laughs> it's kind of sucks, but um, after nine full episodes, I am in last place with 230 points. Jamal is in second place with 235 points. And Seth is 120 points more than everyone else <laughs> at 355. Damn. Yes. <laughs> Insert maniacal Jimbo laughter. <laughs> Damn, queen. <laughs> yeah, so the winner of if your player got picked, you would have gotten 80 points, um, mm-hmm. which is just not possible for us to beat you at this point. So... The, the math TFC, just isn't there. <laughs> yeah, the TFC science confirms not possible. Sorry, I tried to do some accounting magic. It's <laughs> <laughs> Balance the dividends here and over here. Carry the one. <laughs> no kimonos here. Damn it. <laughs> I guess 
maybe maybe i guess uh scarlet they were saying scarlet we were relying on her body oh uh, i guess we can't give that to her i don't know <laughs> all the queens are wearing kimonos <laughs> no no well, room for reaching is what we're saying listeners <laughs> well i don't i want to be you know a gracious winner so i would like to hold out to the finale to see what happens very classy queen so you guys all just have to tune in next week to see who wins the fantasy league. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, Drag Race Holland I'll finally win or something. <laughs> it's really going to be a crapshoot for that. We have no idea about any of these queens. <laughs> no clue. I got to start doing my YouTubes. I know. We got to start getting on that now. Um, you need well, to get right, someone from well, Holland to be your... I know. <laughs> Ooh. We need someone from Holland to guest on one of the episodes. You guys better open the address book at work. <laughs> <laughs> send, send a DM to TFC Pod if you're not a psycho. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just want to, again, wanted to thank Nicole for coming back to the, the show. I hope you had a good time and uh, hopefully we've been doing right by all of your Canadian queens. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun to talk about, you know, such a great show. It's been it's been awesome to see this show brought to Canada. Um, I got to say, it's the very first time that um, my husband has watched this show with me. And that has been so great. And literally, um, we were apart for um, one of the weeks where the show was airing. And we watched it together while FaceTiming. And I was like, oh, cool. wow, this is Fun. so proud. Um, well, so, welcome to the party, Hubs. Yes. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, you all know who I'm rooting for for the finale. Um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay, that actually brings me I, r- real quick fire. Just tell me who you think is going to win, Nicole. Uh, I don't know who's going to win. It's so hard. I think that everyone has a chance for different reasons. I'm going to say, (laughs) I'm going to say that like, I would love Priyanka to win and I hope that she wins. Uh, I feel like based on track records and the judging, it might be Rita, but my hope is for Priyanka. (laughs) Why, I'm, I'm gonna counting go. your vote is Rita. Uh, uh, Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, sissy. <laughs> uh, Bye, sissy. No, she didn't. I'm going to, of course, put all of my eggs into the Priyanka Beyonce basket and mm-hmm. say my queen Priyanka is going to take the crown. She's doing very well online with the polls. Right, yes. Stoney? I'm saying Priyanka as well. I did some snooping and Priyanka's way ahead in all the retweets from World of Wonders account. And like, she's like way ahead of Rita and Scarlett. So I just feel like Priyanka's going to win. All right. Well, I'm voting for Rita. So it seems <laughs> like we're kind of split here. Uh, unfortunately, Scarlett Bobo did not get any, any votes. So uh, if you are listening and you voted for Scarlett Bobo, let us know. Yeah, and let us know why. You know, we're all watching the show as different viewers, so we'd love to hear your feedback, listeners. Definitely. Well, all right, you all. Don't forget to like and subscribe and leave a review for us. Uh, You can go to thanksforcomingpodcast.com to find all links to our social medias. 
Uh, you can find the Can- Canada's Drag Race standings in our Fantasy League. Uh, you can find basically every link to any platform you need to listen to us on. Uh, so that's like the hub. Thanks for coming, podcast.com. And make sure you are subscribed because right after this coming up for you is Drag Race Holland. So if you guys are excited for more Drag Race, it's coming. <laughs> That's right. We thought we'd get a little break. Um, little was the word. So buckle up and please one join week. us. <laughs> one, one week. Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> um, all right, you guys. Well, we will be be back with you to discuss the finale next week but until then Whoa!